The market rallies as the Federal Reserve lays out a plan. Roblox dips on user metrics. We go over the biggest analyst calls to CDC on the latest Omicron data. Retail sales slow and our Bitcoin-backed mortgages coming your way. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pound The Table. Either way, we are back and the markets are ripping. You take a look at where the markets are today and my, oh my, we see the Dow Jones moving to the upside 383 points, NASDAQ up 327 and the S&P 500 up 75, not so shabby and this is all on the back of, guess what? The Federal Reserve and our best friend Jerome Powell, or at least he seems to be our best friend in recent years. Taking a look at what the Federal Reserve now plans to do in the months ahead. They will be buying $60 billion in bonds each month starting in January. That's $30 billion less than what they were buying in December, and that's half of what they are buying in November. So they're quickening this taper. They're speeding this taper right up. And remember, they initially started this taper uh, by reducing those payments by $15 billion a month in November, and now they're doing $60 billion bucks on um, so uh, a pretty sizable reduction there when it comes to these asset purchases and bond buying. So they are planning to end this taper here much earlier in 2022. But where was all the fear? Where was the fear stacking up? Well, it wasn't stacking up when it came to the taper. It was actually stacking up in the rate hike section of the world. And everyone was fearing these rate hikes. So what in the world did we get? on that front. Well, coming out of this meeting, Fed officials now see as many as three rate hikes in 2022. They see two in 2023 and two more in 2024. We did get commentary out of Jerome Powell himself, chairman of the Federal Reserve. He went on to say, quote, economic developments and changes in the outlook warrant this evolution of monetary policy, which will continue to provide appropriate support for the economy. So Jerome Powell pretty much saying here, look, our plan, no matter what, is going to give appropriate support to the economy, and the economy is strong. Now, they did raise their inflation outlook as well. You take a look at their 2021 inflation outlook, and they push that final metric up to 5.3% from 4.2%. Excluding food and energy, they now expect inflation to move up to 4.4% instead of 3.7% that they were previously expecting. Now, for 2022, they expect inflation to come in at 2.6% versus the 2.7% at core. Um, so in essence, you take a look at what is going on here and they do not believe that inflation is going to be nearly as hot throughout 2022 as it has been throughout 2021. Now shifting into their more hawkish uh, data or the more hawkish data coming out of this meeting over at the Federal Reserve, what we did get was the dot plot. And what this dot plot basically tells us is what all the members are thinking or what the members are thinking um, about certain issues such as rate hikes. And when it comes to these rate hikes and you take a look at who was for and against rate hikes, just six of the 18 FOMC members saw fewer than three increases within the next year when it came to rates. Also, no members on that dot plot saw rates staying where they are now. So in essence, um, 
Coming out of this meeting, what did we get? We have the Federal Reserve doubling the time of this taper, basically uh, not doubling it in length, but doubling it in quickness. So they're shortening the length of the taper. They brought forward, or it seems at least brought forward the expectations of rate hikes in 2022, three of them to be specific, and even more members see more rate hikes ahead in the more near future. Now, it is also important to note before we move on to the next headline that they also lowered the GDP expectation for 2021 to 5.5% from 5.9% that they indicated in September. But if you look out into next year for 2022, they actually raised their growth expectation the 4% from 3.8% and they lowered their 2023 expectation the 2.2% from 2.5%. So in essence, what we got there on the growth front of the Federal Reserve saying, look, growth is not going to meet our expectation in 2021. It's going to be better than what we thought in 2022 and it's not going to meet our expectation in 2023. That is some uh, mixed up data there, but at the end of the day, that's what they believe. Now, shifting into this headline, out of Roblox, what in the world's going on with Roblox? Well, they reported 49.4 million daily active users in November. And while that's still up 35% year over year, within the first 27 days of October, they had 50.5 million daily active users. That means they they declined just ever so slightly when it came to daily active users. And the market didn't like that. Roblox did decline this morning on that news. Now, we also have to note that between October 28th and October 30th, there was an outage over at Roblox and that likely had an impact on DAUs. We also have to note that that had an impact of $25 million in lost bookings. So definitely not the best look for Roblox. Now, when it comes to average bookings per daily active user, Roblox is now estimating that level to be $4.21 to $4.27 year over year. That's down 8 to 9%. So the market did not like this uh, data point this morning when it comes to bookings per daily active user. And also you take a look at the estimated bookings for the month of November, and those were between $208-211 million, so 22 to 24%. Now we did get some commentary on this issue this morning out of KeyBank and their analysts, they go on to say, quote, considering management has also said December is roughly 80% larger than the October-November levels, we believe this means the fourth quarter numbers are likely to come down in the immediate term. We are previously looking at roughly $800 million in bookings for the fourth quarter, but if that trend holds, it would seem to indicate closer to $780 million. Our model is under review. So in essence, KeyBank saying here that after this most recent data release uh, from Roblox on their users and estimates for earnings, that they might have to go in and revise what they were expecting for the fourth quarter earnings results. Definitely something to pay attention to there on Roblox. But you take a look at Roblox going into the end of the day today, and it still finished down 9%. Meanwhile, you saw a lot of technology names absolutely crush it to the upside, given the announcement coming out of the Federal Reserve here at 2.30. So the fact that Roblox did not really move to the upside on that news is a bit worrisome. Uh, you take a look and it moved from roughly 95 to 97 going into the end of the day. So a few points, but not much. And Roblox had tended to be a pretty big mover in the past. So pretty interesting stuff when it comes to Roblox going into the end of the day today. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls, we have to talk about this call coming out of Morgan Stanley naming Qualcomm a top pick for 2022. 
the bank going on to say we are naming Qualcomm our top pick in U.S. semis. While we do see smartphone as an area less impacted by current supply chain disruptions, the stock continues to trade at a discount to peers and should benefit from significant price increases and have continued around 5G. Morgan Stanley also reiterated Spotify as overweight today, going on to say, quote, we continue to see audio entertainment as an attractive area for investors with durable growth at both disruptors, Spotify, and content owners, WMG, reiterating overweight Spotify and overweight WMG, with the latter now our top pick in media and entertainment for 2022. Shifting into a call out of JP Morgan, they upgraded booking holdings today to overweight from neutral. Going on to say, quote, despite potential N&T variant risk, we are incrementally positive on bookings holdings as we believe it is best positioned to benefit from travel's broader recovery in 2022 as international urban and hotels, which have lagged versus other parts of travel, all see greater rebound. JP Morgan betting on booking holdings as travel recovers in the coming year. Goldman Sachs naming Okta and Palo Alto as top 2022 picks today as well. The firm going on to say, quote, we highlight our top picks as we go into 2022. Centennial One, Palo Alto Networks, Okta, Intenable. Each of these companies saw accelerating demand in the quarter, which we expect could continue with the current threat backdrop. An interesting call coming out of Goldman Sachs on Acta and Palo Alto going into 2022. We also heard from Barclays talking about Starbucks naming the company a top pick for 2022 today as well. When it comes to Starbucks, what did Barclays have to say? They go on to say, quote, we continue to view Starbucks as a premier large cap, high growth global consumer company with a dominant retail and consumer product platform, significant international growth led by China and a best in class digital platform. Evercore ISI naming Micron, Marvell and NVIDIA as top picks for 2022 today as well. Man, the top picks for the upcoming year are hot lately, but Evercore ISI going on to say, quote, our top picks for 2021 are NVIDIA, Marvell, Micron, and Broadcom in semis, and ASML, AMAT, LRCX, and TER in semi-equipment. Evercore ISI liking the semis for 2022 and 2021. Now, shifting into Bank of America, naming Amazon a top pick for 2022, a lovely name that actually has been basing for most of 2021. So is Amazon ready to break out? Well, let's see what Bank of America has to say. They go on to say, quote, while holiday 2021 sales are sluggish and first quarter margins have risk, Amazon is our top thing, given our ex- expectation that 2022 will end much better than its start. We see share gains accelerating second half 2022 growth as comps ease supply chain improves and infrastructure investments play out potential optimism on a 2023 margin inflection and some of parts valuation upside. Bank of America liking Amazon here, expecting that the second half of 2022 will see accelerated growth. Now, shifting into some data out of the CDC on Omicron, and I wanted to bring this data onto the show because I do believe, I, I believe it's important to know what in the world is going on with Omicron. So we dig into what the CDC had to say on this new variant 
variant. And they said that 13% of all COVID-19 cases in New York and New Jersey, according to them, are in all likelihood this new Omicron variant that has a slightly more mild symptoms but does spread faster. So that is something to note. They also noted that this new variant has now spread to 36 states and 75 countries, and it accounts for roughly 3% of all U.S. COVID-19 cases. So I want you all to note that right there, that this new variant, this Omicron variant that wasn't detected all but a few weeks ago is spreading extremely fast. Now likely 13% of all cases in New York and New Jersey and it has already spread to 36 states in 75 countries. Definitely something to pay attention to. This is nothing to shy away from. This Omicron variant spreads very quickly, and if it spreads too fast, once again, many experts believe it could overwhelm our health system. So on the risk front, when you're looking at the markets and you're looking at the next few months, this Omicron variant is one to keep on your risk list. Now, shifting into London, raising $70 million in order to launch Bitcoin-backed mortgages. This is something new. So you're probably wondering, what in the world is Lenden? Well, they are a global digital asset saving and credit platform based out of Canada, Toronto, Canada, to be exact. And they are working on bringing a product to market that is, in essence, a Bitcoin-backed mortgage. Can you believe it? If you thought Bitcoin couldn't go any farther, well, now you can back mortgages with Bitcoin. It's pretty crazy, and we're going to get into it in a minute. So, Lennon announced today the completion of a $70 million Series B funding round, and guess who participated in that? Well, we have been hearing about 10T Holdings. Well, their Dan Tapiros led this round, bringing the valuation of Lennon to $540 million. Now, in addition to 10T Holdings, the funding round also involved Golden Tree Asset Management, Raptor Group, FJ Labs, and all of London's existing VC partners. This capital raised from this funding round is expected to support the launch of these Bitcoin-backed mortgage products in early 2022. Some interesting stuff there. So in essence, what London wants to enable customers uh, with or what they want to allow customers to do is in essence to be able to either buy a home with a Bitcoin or to be able to back a mortgage with Bitcoin that gets better and refinance an existing home and back that with Bitcoin, but it all will also allow them to still hold their Bitcoin. So uh, you will be able to benefit from the appreciation of Bitcoin and also the price of real estate um, moving to the upside. So some very interesting concepts working here when it comes to lending in their proposed Bitcoin backed mortgages. Some very, very cool stuff when it comes to the crypto world being integrated with the old economy. Now, shifting into retail sales, well, guess what? They data shows that retail sales, they're, they're slowing, guys. And unfortunately, that's not very good news. So you shift into U.S. retail sales for the month of November that we got this morning, and the value of overall retail purchases jumped 0.3%. Now, yes, I did say jumped, but that's the smallest advance in four months. That's not good. And you compare that to the 1.8% gain in October, and it's definitely not good. Now, you get rid of gas and mortar vehicles, and guess what? Those sales only climbed 0.2% in November, which definitely is not good, especially when the expectation, according to Bloomberg, was a 0.8% gain for the month. So that is something to pay attention to. Now, 
Experts are saying that these retail sales came in softer because of a pull forward in shopping, specifically holiday shopping, because everyone was worried about the supply chain. So people were shopping earlier and now they're not shopping as much now just before the uh, big time holidays. So it's definitely something to pay attention to there. Maybe it's just a simple pull forward, something unusual because of supply chain disruptions. Who knows? But retail sales definitely not impressing this morning, coming in a bit slower than expected for the month of November. But that is the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We will be back per usual tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines and biggest analyst calls and much more. In the meantime, go get my boys over at Pond in the Table a listen and follow on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. You can also follow me and my team at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook or at me on Twitter at Luke Donay. You see Profit Trade On and I'll see you tomorrow.